All right, we're live. What's up, everyone? You already know What's what up? it is. Nooner Nation podcast for nooners by nooners. Another episode. We're uh, we're in the new year. Happy New Year's, guys. Happy New Year's, fuckers. I always say that. Yeah, it's, it's hap- I always say Happy New Year's, but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Happy New Year, right? I mean, there's always another one that's coming. The so years it's keep years. on coming, and they don't stop coming. Well, for him, they yeah. did stop coming. They paid a big tribute to him on the New Year's Eve thing that I watched. It was like Smash Mouth Superstar. I was like, whoa. Smash Mouth? They, they called him a superstar? Yeah, they called him a superstar. Okay. Maybe at one yeah, point. Yeah, no, I was like. Star feels like a bit of a slap in the face. Oh, they should have called him an all-star, right? They should have. Exactly. They should have. I don't even remember what his name is, to be honest. Just Smash. Smash Mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the guy from Smash Mouth. Yeah. Bob Smash Mouth. Yeah, yeah. it's like Bob Dylan. So. But yeah. Twenty twenty four. We've arrived. Oh god. It's uh I think we've already had what, an earthquake? A tsunami, a plane crash. Plane crash, school shooting in Iowa today. So. Oh, I didn't hear I mean, about that just one. because it's a new year here, why would that stop any of the bullshit that happens every day in the world? <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, Jake, there was a, like, actually probably like 30 minutes north of Des Moines. Yeah, some, some kid went into a school with a shotgun and killed a sixth grader and injured five other people before killing themselves. So, fun times. You know, never mind, I'm not going to say that opinion because that one... That one's very controversial. I was going to say that sixth grader probably roasted the shit out of that 17-year-old friend's friends, and uh, he got his revenge. No, I was going to say the 17-year-old should have just taken the trash out himself before hurting anyone else. But <laughs> Why is that bad to say? I don't know. I feel like people might get upset by me saying that people like that should just fucking take the trash out themselves. Davey checking in from... those people. Davey's checking in from the office. Dude, it's like... 8.30 where you're at, man. Like, what are you still doing in the office? But what else? So, I don't think we've had any celebrity deaths yet. Yet. Clock's ticking on that one. Yeah, no, I think you were the first one to see my bingo card this morning. Oh, yeah, that's where I saw that. There was a tsunami. Have you seen the videos, like, during the earthquake, the scuba divers? No, but I saw the the... TikTok of the tsunami, it's like, where'd the ocean go? Hmm. Yeah, if the ocean goes away really fast, you should probably start running as fast as you can to a high building. When you go on vacation, but so does the ocean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what, before uh, we went on vacation one year, my wife made the mistake of watching that movie the tsunami movie with like Ewan McGregor and a, like a young Tom Holland, <laughs> which was fine. But then like my kid, who was probably like six at the time, walked in right during like the tsunami scene. Oh, fuck. So like the whole time we're at the beach, you know, I was like, I had to explain to him like what low tide was. Like, does it doesn't mean there's tsunami coming. It's just low tide. Yeah, no. Like my favorite thing to do like that is I watch United 93 whenever I fly like the night before. Uh, I was on a flight to Europe, to England specifically with my dad, and they had Final Destination as one of the movies to watch. <laughs> Did you watch it? No. I was like, I'd already seen it was at he? that point. No, I'd already seen it. <laughs> I'd watch that shit on a plane, just make everyone around me uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, hey, you guys fucking see this part? Holy shit. No. It, it might have worried me then. But now, like, a plane exploding while I'm on it, like, probably the better, better way to go if you're going to die in, a, like, a plane accident, you know? Because you're not really going to see it coming. Now what I do to get over, like, any sort of flight anxiety is I just get drunk as shit before I get on the plane. I'm, I'm with you on that one, dude. What, what, what's your go-to before you fly? Uh, as many double maker's marks with a splash of ginger ale as I can get in me. Ooh, I got mimosas. You ever tried butt chugging them? Uh, the airport bar would probably frown upon that. 
I tried that once, now I'm on a list. It's, it's complicated whenever I fly, These you know? They're just stealing our freedom left and right. You know, this is why they really enacted the TSA. Stop you from butt chugging at the airport. I was in line at TSA one time, and it, it never, like, ceases to amaze me that even still people don't know that you can't take, like, <laughs> bottles of liquid onto an airplane, like big bottles of liquid. For real, it's been like 20 fucking years. Like, so like two two separate instances, and both of them were on my way to Vegas. Or one was on the way back from Vegas. The way on the way one time on the way to Vegas, there was like this group of kind of like obviously like fairly wealthy, housewife-ish, like MILF kind of middle-aged women traveling to Vegas. They all had like their matching, like, we're going to Vegas shirts, you know. Space Cowboys favorite. Well, one of them had some like massive bottle of conditioner in her check in her carry-on bag, and they're like, "Ma'am, you can't bring this on the plane." And this was like five years ago. Like at this point, everybody knows, right? Like everybody, everybody knows. She, one of them had this massive bottle of conditioner that she's fighting the dude over because she doesn't have a checked bag to put it in. She's carrying on everything, and it's like a two hundred dollar bottle of hair product. So, whatever. And then another woman in her group has like like mid thigh or mid calf like lace up boots on oh god and she's like what do you mean i have to take my shoes off and they're like yeah like you have to take your shoes off she's like can i just go through the metal detector the guy's like no like you have to take your shoes off so there was that now the fun time was actually coming back from vegas and this bachelorette party had like a big ass bottle of uh tequila in their bag that one of them had forgotten was even in her backpack somehow. And they wouldn't let her through with it. So she literally just, like, took it out and just passed it through TSA, the line. And just everybody was just taking shots of it. Yeah, no, when I went to Austin for the Super Bowl party, when you picked me up at the airport, I was I was pretty gone because of the ladies in the TSA here in Albuquerque. There was a bachelorette group that was flying to Vegas that decided to play finish the bottle before security with a big-ass bottle of Malibu, and Oof. I ended up just sticking with them in line, and oh, my God. Whew. So. You, you end up vibrating on a plane after some Malibu. I can see that, or wanting to throw up. It's been a long time since I've had Malibu. See, I got the edibles in me by then, so, like, it's a nice little balance so you don't get nauseous. Oh, okay. Malibu and pineapple juice is pretty good. If you're ever in a tropical setting. Charlie, what do you drink before you fly? Liquor. Okay. I mean, what's your go-to? Don't. Nothing fruity. Nah. I don't really drink. Charlie drinks whiskey like a man. Really? Like I get pissed off because the the bar at the airport here doesn't open until like six a.m. <laughs> my mind, in my mind, once I get past TSA time. Is just like a, a measure, you know, a, a reference of measurement to know when you need to be somewhere. Like it's federal so, property, state law shouldn't apply. Yeah, you're like, alcohol. Well, you're essentially like in international waters, you know. <laughs> alcohol served twenty four seven in federal property. So like every time I have like a six a.m. flight, obviously, as a white man and a dad, I get to the airport like two hours early. Typically, planning on like, ooh, I get through TSA, I can get even more lit. On, uh, or you can get food. On $14 drinks, you know. Or just, just get like a big old styrofoam cup of lemonade yeah. from one of the restaurants and just take a bunch of ponies with you. Yeah, I'm going to do that. My mom does that. I never do that until recently. Like yeah, if, she no, has, I did that. if she has early flights, she'll just take um, like the airliners of rum chata through TSA and just put them all on her coffee. Damn, that's savage. Yeah, rum chata and coffee is pretty good. Never that tried does that. sound pretty fucking good. It's really good. I like it it's better than Kahlua. Do what? It just doesn't have much alcohol in it. That's I know. Oh, really? No. It doesn't. Which is also yeah. why if you're drinking in an airport before a flight, you need, you need to go like just pretty much just something straight or like a martini or something because you're paying so much for it. You want to get as much alcohol into your system as quickly as possible. You don't want mixers, you know? Or do something carbonated too, like a gin and tonic. Ooh, G&T. So that's typically so like it, so it hits you. Once I'm on the plane, then typically like yeah, I'm a I'm a G&T or 
depending on what whiskeys they have, a whiskey and ginger ale. And I've, I've found if you're nice to the flight attendants, it's either if you're nice to them or the little credit card processing machine they have is a pain in the ass to use because I hardly ever get charged for drinks. I was going to say, like a cheat code, whenever you fly, take them some like treats, like your, your, the flight crew, just like go get them like some chocolate or something, some whatever, and they will hook you up on every flight. Whatever, you're giving them edible chocolates and just seeing if they take them on the plane. <laughs> No. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah. Plus, like, plus yeah, it's just. That I gave you? Plus it's just you know, being a good person to be nice to the flight attendants. That job sucks. It's like a waitress and a security guard put together. And typically, I've always had pretty good luck with the flight attendants. I've never had like one that's a real bitch. I've had ones that are like quiet. You know. There was one I had that was like. It was in the mask era still when you still had to be masked up for flights. And she's like, if I see anybody take their mask off, you are off this plane. Oh, yeah. I ran into a couple of those. I forgot about that. Yes, I won't drink water from Austin to Houston. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like try to sit there, try to drink it through. Sit there, like try to drink it through the mask and it's just all over you. Oh, Charlie, when you're as cotton mouthed as I am, that is a very far flight. And then uh, there was one time where I got upgraded to first class on a direct flight from Des Moines to Charlotte. Ooh. Uh, so immediately, just like gin and tonic, gin and tonic, keep them coming. I think I had like two of them before we even took off. It's like a three-hour flight. And then <laughs> about an hour before we landed, I realized went up to, I stood up to go to the bathroom and realized like, oh, fuck. I have to rent a car and drive like two hours after this. So she's like, the lady comes back, and to her credit, she wasn't being, like, judgmental about how many I was drinking. But she was like, she's like, another gin and tonic? I was like, coffee. Bring me coffee. <laughs> like, I'm going to need it. She brings you a granola bar from the crew snacks, too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, coffee. You got any Coke back there? There's an airplane, right? Go ask the pilots for some Coke. You know? <laughs> I worked at Lowe's one time. Like, when I was in high school, I worked at Lowe's. And uh, one of the dudes that worked part-time was, like, a retired airline pilot for Delta. And he was an airline pilot, like, in the 80s. He was like, also, I bet he had some stories. dude, the shit he would say, like, I was like, I don't know if I want to fly on a plane anymore. He was talking about, like, like exactly what you think it was. It was like Wolf of Wall Street in the air. Like, they were, like, <laughs> like they would be doing, like, coke off of, like, the, like the flight attendant's tits and shit. Off the panels and shit, just... <laughs> They're just drinking and flying. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty much on cruise control once you get to altitude. They invite the kids up to the fucking cockpit. You want to turn the wheel? <laughs> you want to fly this bitch? You ever seen a grown man naked? You ever seen, Timmy, you ever seen <laughs> grown man naked? But then he also, his biggest thing was always, like, if you did something cool, he'd be like, man, you're the Mac and the cheese. And he had, like, the stereotypical fucking 80s pilot mustache, you know? Did he wear aviators all the time, too? Well, we were inside, so no. But that would have been dope I, if he did. I mean, I've, I worked at an airport. I've seen tons of pilots who wore sunglasses inside, but at the same time, their eyes were probably still red from the night before. So. Oh, yeah. They're pinging like a fucking black box getting on that plane. <laughs> but, yeah, he was, yeah, I can't even remember half the shit he told me, but he was just telling me shit. I'm like, fucking wild he'd also be telling me like all the codes like if shit happened on the airplane and stuff and he's like he's like i don't and he also was like i don't quite understand 9-11 like they should have just like the stewardess should have been like we need to keep people calm and give them all like sodas and then everybody has a can of soda can you imagine having 300 cans of soda thrown at you that box cutter ain't gonna do shit I think, like, I think he did a lot of drugs. I wonder why that didn't happen. Yeah, I, I'm sure, yeah. But, you know, maybe it did happen. Maybe that's why that one went down. In the field. Threw cans of Pepsi at the back of his head. Yeah, they just all started chucking. And when you think about it, man, if somebody starts winging, like, full cans of Coke at your head, it's just going to suck. Either that or just, like, bend the can 
rip it apart and make a little blade. I mean, that's pretty much what they hijacked the plane with. Maybe that's what they did it with. They just took Coke cans and turned them into knives. It's probably why they don't like hardly ever leave you the can anymore. You know? Get creative. Yeah. So, Charlie, you're, you're not a pre-flight drinker? I mean, I'm usually not there early enough. Oh. <laughs> so you know, get there and get to the fucking gate and drink at your destination. Like, Charlie Stewart, this is the last call, and she's, hold up! Hold up! It's not that fucking bad, but... Yeah, no, I can't do that. Like, if I'm late for a flight or even close to being late, like, I'm on, like, I can't de-stress once I get on the plane. Like, I'm, the whole plane ride, I'm still, like, that same energy. I know, uh, it's nice to go sit down and chill for a little bit before getting on. But, yeah, I worked with a guy. and had to travel with him a couple of times. And, like, he, his philosophy was, like, why do I want to get to the airport early? And he would get there, like, literally five minutes before the, like, doors were closing. Oh, God. Like, he'd be running through the airport. I was like, why don't you just get here earlier? He's like, I don't want to sit in an airport. I'm like, okay. I used to love watching those people. Because, like, the airport here has, like, brick floors. So when they run with their bags, it makes, like, a... So you just hear it come in like a siren. It's always so fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, what I call the patented Atlanta, Atlanta Sprint. I don't know if you've ever been through the Atlanta airport. But it's like a... No. The terminals are all connected with, like, this underground tunnel. And there is a tram, but it's pretty slow. So you'll always see people, like, trying to make their connections, and they are, like, literally sprinting down this, like, mile-long tunnel as fast as they can go. You know, my fat ass had to run in Houston. That was not fun. I had to run in Houston on the way back from Mexico last year, about this time last year when me and my wife went because, yeah, our flight was – our flight leaving Mexico was delayed – and then, uh, like, the customs people were just, like, complete assholes and just, like, taking forever for everything. I got lucky, and when we got to TSA, uh, like, there was an asshole dude at TSA, like, making us all go through the scanner. And then, for some reason, they let my wife through the metal detector. And I was, like, this chill-looking black dude. I was, like, hey, man, like... My flight is in fucking 30 minutes. He's like, all right, come on, man. You too. And then, like, the dickhead old dude was just like, he can't do that. And he's like, well, he's already through the line, so whatever. <laughs> and then, yeah, then we had to fucking, like, sprint. Like, I was sweating by the time we got to our airplane. And, like, they were getting ready to close. Like, they were calling our names over the thing. Got there, like, and they, we literally, like, got on the jetway and they closed the door. So. Whoa. Yeah, then I was like, yeah, I'm going to need, like, four drinks right now by the skin of your ass yeah yeah no houston for me is because they had a fucking gate change and i had to figure out where the plane got moved to and that was a fun one eskimo bros podcast in the house what's up guys the atlanta what's up y'all the atlanta airport i used to think the atlanta airport sucked when i lived in the south and had to travel through it all the time now i live in the midwest and chicago o'hare is literally hell on earth. I, I have heard that. I swear to Christ, it doesn't matter what the weather is. If an air traffic controller sneezes, they start shutting shit down. Like, I've never been through there, and I had some kind of fucking problem. That's the one that fucking caused that Southwest issue a couple years ago, right? No, that's so Midway. Oh. That's Midway, where the dude, the air traffic controller set himself on fire. <laughs> I was, we were traveling that weekend, and we got stuck in Chicago. Oh, fuck. So, not only did we get stuck, but that was back, like, that was long enough ago where, like, me and my wife were, like, in our 20s, and we were coming back from vacation, so we had, literally had, like, no money. So, I'm like... As it happens in your 20s? Yeah. So, I was just like, all right, we can go to dinner, but just know, this is going to overdraft us. You're just like, order water. Oh, no, we still fucking drink our asses off. You're going to overdraft, you might as well have fun doing it, you know? But what ifs? But yeah, I've also been on a 
a panic, like you said, the gate got switched. I got off a plane <laughs> and like didn't even look like anything. I was just like one of those things. Or my flight was delayed. I get to the connect the layover. I'm like, shit, I'm gonna have to haul ass to my next gate. So I'm like running around, like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Turns out I was just getting right back on the plane I just got off of. <laughs> so I know. The the flight attendant's like, Didn't you just rush off of here? I was like, Yeah, I did. She's like, Did you have to go to the bathroom <laughs> or something? I was like, No, nope. I thought I was getting on another plane. <laughs> sucks. So, but, you know. Well, hey, I know you. Oh, the airports. Everybody's got a good airport story, though. Yeah, no, like, they're always, they just exist outside of reality. They are. So, like, weird shit happens in them. And, uh, like, my mom met Lil John in an airport one time. Exactly. Like, you just run into everyone in an airport. Like anyone she, and anyone. She sent me, like, this is, like, the height of Little John. And she sent me, like, a selfie with him. She's like, I don't know who this guy is, but everybody's, like, acting like he's a big deal. So I figured you might know. <laughs> or no, she's like, do you know this guy? And, of course, what do you think I texted back? Yeah. Turned out for what? No, this is before turned down for. This was, like, oh, in the middle shit. of, like, yeah. Oh, it was, like, in the height of crunk music, you know? Oh, fuck. It was, like, him and the, and the East Side Boys. So. One of the funniest things I ever saw was one of my ex-coworkers serenaded Patti LaBelle. Oh, that's a bold move. Yeah, he was... Yeah. Did, did he do a good job? Uh, he, was, he was a unique soul, and she understood that, and so she complimented him. Anyways. Are you trying to say that he was uh, touched? A retard. Oh, okay. <laughs> what song did he sing? Uh, fuck. My heart will go on. <laughs> I hope she was at least a good sport. I hope she was at least a good sport about it. He was, That's exactly how it went down. He sang it acoustic. <laughs> Acapella. No, no, a- acoustic. <laughs> Acoustic, yeah, very acoustically. Yeah. And then uh, John Voigt asked me who was winning the Indy 500 one time in the airport. I didn't know it was him until afterwards. Pretty much every like weird celebrity encounter I have, I don't realize it's them until afterwards. But I was like, this is back when you had like iPods. You know, it wasn't even an iPhone. It's just an iPod. And I was leaving. Oh. I was leaving Indianapolis like the day of the Indy 500. So I'm just like sitting in the airport. Who knows what I was listening to? Probably Little John or something, or like whatever the fuck was on a six or seventeen year old's iPod in 2005. And uh, like this old dude just walks up to me. He's like, "Hey, who's uh you listening to the race? Who's winning?" And I was like, "Huh? Oh no, man. It's like I'm just listening to the music." And he's like, "Oh, okay," and walks off. And I was like, "Man, that guy looked really familiar." And the next thing you know, like these people run up to me, he's like, "What do you, what do you ask you? What do you, what did they say to you?" And I was like, "He asked who was winning the Indy 500." And I was like, "Why?" He's like, "Well, that's John Voigt." And I was like, "Oh, well, that's dope." I'm like, man, when you died in Anaconda and that snake puked you back up, bro, what was that like? What's it like getting eaten by a snake? Is that before or after National Treasure too? That would have been long before. Have you never seen Anaconda? Well, no, like when you like met him. That would have been... Around the time National Treasure came out, right? Maybe around the time of National Treasure. When did he National... played Nicolas Cage's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. been like, hey, you're the guy from National Treasure. Like to have his children make out on the red carpet. Is the, is the, brother, oh, is the brother his kid? I don't care. That was damn sure his daughter. Yeah, National Treasure would have been out. her brother. Man, National Treasure turns 20 this year. Holy shit. What? Yeah. Know what that means? They're going to make a remake. Didn't they already start or write one or something? I think they were going to do like a series, like a TV series. 
Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be like his daughter or some shit, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Sorry, I was reading. Yeah. Yeah, Ruben has a point. He's also in Deliverance. Yeah. With the legend Burt Reynolds. Whoa, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. I'm trying to think what else John Voight's been in. He's been in a ton of shit, right? But Anaconda oh, stuck. Anaconda stuck out first for me. J Young J Lo. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yeah. I met him in the airport. I met Ice Cube in the airport. Dope. Yeah. I was like pull, pulling a cart along, taking shit, and I looked over and there was like a his like entourage, and he was like sitting in the middle, and I was like, holy shit. He's all, you want a picture? And I was like, fuck yeah. Hey man. You want a picture? You know? And he, like, stuck his tongue out and everything in the picture. And I was like, fuck yeah. He seems like he's probably pretty chill. Actually, he's probably not chill, oh. but he's probably pretty dope to hang out with. I mean, he was pretty chill when I met him. Like, have you seen his Rogan episode? He seems pretty chill. I have not. I didn't know he was on Rogan. I'm gonna try, oh, I'm he gonna was have to on write Rogan. It was, like, a really good one. It was, like, two and a half hours talking about, like, Hollywood. Oh, so it's a short one. <laughs> yeah. It's not, not five and a half, you know. It's not the Post Malone Mushrooms episode. I got about maybe 20 minutes into that one. I was like, I can't. That's, I think that's the part where it fell apart, and they just giggled for the rest, and it was yeah. three and a half hours of giggling. But I did uh, watch I did watch when Post Malone came back, and it was five and a half hours. I watched that one. That was actually that pretty good. good. Yeah, no, that one. So. Oh, yeah, he was in Zoolander. Mission Impossible, yeah. Oh, yeah, he played Zoolander's dad, huh? Elijah with Midnight Cowboy. Get out of here with that shit. The fuck's Midnight Cowboy? I think like a seven. Midnight Cowboys, where the I'm walking here comes from. Mm-hmm. Oh, boom. Of course, he is in Heat. And he plays like the most John Voight character ever in Heat. I it's just like, recently he... saw Heat for the first time. It's what? fucking awesome. Dude. That's what yeah. my fucking background is. One of my yeah, favorite. No, did you see? Did you see what I sent you today? I don't think so. On Instagram, I sent you uh, so you could be Val Kilmer's neighbor. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, no, there's a house for sale up there by him. I'll have to look at that later. I'd totally be Val Kilmer's neighbor. Val Kilmer's like one of my favorite actors ever. He, Tombstone, Ghost in the Darkness, Top Gun, Top Gun, the Doors, the, the Doors. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah, the saint. Top secret. Tops. The best cinematic experience you can ever have. Oh yeah, <laughs> mm. I've seen it. Elijah well, said John Voight was FDR Pearl Harbor too. Oh, he was. Fucking Varsity Blues. That one. That yeah. That yeah. One's. He, oh, I mean, so well, he was also he was only in Tomb Raider for like four minutes, so I don't know. That was like a cameo. Counts. He got his IMDb credit. Still counts. Oh, Batman Forever with Val Kilmer. I forgot Val Kilmer was Batman. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. But yeah, He's a superstar. Heat's like one of my favorite movies. If I ever get the arms and the finances. I want to get like a whole heat sleeve tattooed. Would it be the painting behind you? It'd be part of that. And then uh, like probably do like a similar one, but tombstone. The movie tombstone on the other arm. I'll be your huckleberry. Yeah. Have you ever seen tombstone? Parts of it. I've never watched it all the way through. It was probably like. been where they filmed it. I was going to say, you've probably been like, it probably got filmed somewhere close to you. Yeah, in old Tucson. Nice. I like the rivalry between that one and uh, Kevin Cosner's Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp. How he came out at the same time. Well, yeah, that was back when they would do that all the time, right? There'd be like two yeah. of the, there'd be like the main, like the the big one, and then kind of like the great value version of it. You had Armageddon. Ooh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Was he in Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang? Who said? Val Kilmer, maybe. I haven't seen that movie in a very, very long time. So, but yeah, you had a, you had like Armageddon and then Deep Impact. I'm trying to think what other ones there were. There was like an era where there was like always two of the same movies. 
but one was always just a little bit better. So. They still do that shit sometimes. Like they'll be the straight to streaming ones than than the ones that come out on DVD. Yeah. Then yeah, you had Tombstone, Wyatt Earp. Can't think of any other ones right now. But yeah. Mm. Willow. Yep. Val Kilmer was in Willow with Warwick Davis. Fucking a saint. Warwick Davis? I think he's still working. Oh, yeah, no. Saint Warwick Davis. Yeah, like he's in like the Harry Potter movies and shit. No, he still does a bunch of other shit, too. Plus, he was the leprechaun. Oh, was he the leprechaun? Of course he was. Any anything that involved somebody having to be short, like it was Warwick David, right? Before before uh, Peter Dinklage, yeah, it was Warwick Davis. Peter Dinklage and then Vern Troyer. He, he's very short. R.I.P. He was only yeah. me, but uh, he he played a he played a goblin in the first Harry Potter movie. Did he really? Yeah, sure? at the beginning when he goes oh, to yeah, Gringotts and they really go to the vault. One. Yeah, they go to the vault. Yeah, it was him and Warwick Davis. No, that was uh, Vern Troyer. Took him to the vault in the first movie. Yeah, no, but he, Warwick Davis was with them, too, because it was two goblins, Harry and Hagrid. Hmm. Right? I should know I, I watch it all the time. there are any Americans in the Harry Potter movies. I don't know if there's really any. Vern Troyer's a mythical creature. But speaking of Harry Potter, Alan Rickman, another incredible actor. Gone oh. before his time. I think I've said this before. Did you know that uh, Die Hard was his first movie he ever did? Really? Mm-hmm. It's fucking great in that. And I think, if I'm recalling this correctly, like he was like a, a theatrical actor. Okay, that one makes sense. You know, like on in England. Yeah, like stage and stuff yeah. like that. Like a pretty a pretty accomplished stage actor. And then whoever they casted for Hans, like, dropped out or couldn't do it or they didn't like. And they needed somebody to stand in just during rehearsals while they found somebody else. And, like, he knew a producer or somebody, you know, on the crew. And they're like, oh, I've got a guy who can come and do it, you know. And he came in and, like, stood in while they were trying to do all the rest of, like, the auditions. They're like, actually, like, hey, you're pretty awesome. Do you just want the role? Yeah, I'm kind of like how uh, Harrison Ford got Star Wars. Yeah, I think same thing, right? He was because he had already done uh, um, not Indiana Jones, American Graffiti. American Graffiti. Okay, American Graffiti. Then I was wrong. No, he he had done American Graffiti. But I thought he was a carpenter before he was on American Graffiti. Maybe. That's what I heard. He was a carpenter. He was probably he, during the whole thing because he probably didn't get paid very much to be in American yeah, graffiti. He probably helped like build half the set it. for Star Wars. They're like, hey, while you're here. Yeah. American so Graffiti is a great movie. I had to look up Vern Troyer and Harry Potter because I, I remember hearing something about like they only wanted English or like UK actors. So it seems like he was supposed to be Grip Hook. Mm-hmm. Who Warwick David played, but then they recast Warwick David. So, yeah, so after the first got one. It, but then, yeah, he plays Grip Hook in the first movie, but it's like it's only on screen for a couple minutes. And then, okay, when you get to like the last movies where Grip Hook's a little bit bigger of a care, a role, it's Warwick but Davis. Warwick Davis played the tiny professor, right? did the he i think yeah, so there's... again if they're if they're small it's probably warwick davis <laughs> so did he die and that's why Vern, Vern troyer died yeah yeah well he died in like 2016 seven maybe later oh yeah you know, he died pretty recently reuben brought up too that's how uh Arlie Earl got his role in a Full Metal Jacket. He was in a, like an advisor and did a yeah. better better job than the guy they cast. Yeah, because I think he was yelling at the guy who was supposed to be playing the drill instructor. Probably. And then they were like, hey. <laughs> hey, do you just want the job? Stanley Kubrick just like looks at him. That's our guy. That's our guy. Go tell the other guy to He's fuck gonna- off. He's going to torment the fuck out of Matthew Modine. Yeah. 
That's another movie I haven't seen in fucking forever. It's one I try to watch like at least once a year. Really? Man, that's too heavy. Yeah. It's like I know people that'll watch fucking Apocalypse Now like a shit ton. Man, I'm I'm in Apocalypse Now maybe once a decade. It's too much. Or the Deer Hunter. You ever seen the Deer Hunter? Oh, that one. I, I watched it right before they took it off Netflix beginning of the year, so like around Thanksgiving and holy shit. That one fucking goes hard. Well, I remember the first time I watched it, like I like, told my dad, like I rented it from Blockbuster and I was maybe like 18 or something. And he's like, really? Like, oof, man, that's a heavy fucking movie. And I was like, well, everybody talks about it being like great. So I'm going to watch it. And the first like hour, I was like, this is the slowest, most boring thing ever. And then all of a sudden it's just like, holy, like hold on to your seat because it's a roller coaster ride after that. Like, and it is incredible. Yeah, no, those movies are fucking awesome. Like just I love the ones that have starts like, like thinking that. about like the Russian roulette scenes. Like, dude, my palms are sweating right now. And Robert De Niro is just like yelling, like, "Give me five, give me five. And then spoiler. Have you seen Platoon? Oh yeah. That one's pretty heavy for me too. Like that one, I can't watch very often. I, uh, I, Platoon, I always remember the first time I ever watched it was like on TBS. So it was edited. And I remember uh, they'd always edit out motherfucker as maggot farmer. <laughs> and to this day, it sticks with me as hilarious. One of the most hilarious dubs. Kind of like uh, on a Die Hard. Have you ever watched that edited? It's the famous dubbing, Yippie Kaye, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> So, Charlie's researching Warwick Davis. No. Is it Warwick Davis or Warwick David? Davis, Davis. right? Davis. Davis. Yeah. Um, hmm. It was weird because Harry Potter didn't come up on uh, Vern Troyer's like movie list so I was like was he fucking in it or not like did they film him in it but then they recast I'm pretty sure he's in it was I wrong about that I'm pretty sure that's him in the first one yeah because I know there's like a really tiny dwarf in the first one that's not Warwick Mm -hmm. Davis but it's a grip hook that's not grip hook yeah it is Uh, that takes him to the vault in the first one because he makes a reference to it in the last movie when yeah. I first took you to the vault, Harry. I mean, either way, I mean, you're casting a little person to play the same anti-Semitic role, you know. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I remember I was like 13 when I figured that one out. I was like, oh. I never really, I, I don't know, I guess I never really put thought into it. But, you know, the internet. Everything gotta be crazy. No, I don't think. I doubt. Uh, fuck, was it who who wrote it? J.K. Rowling. Yeah, J.K. Rowling probably like she probably didn't even think of that, right? No, she. I don't know. The internet hates her, so according to them, she she fucking intended that. Yeah, I'm sure she's crying herself to sleep every night on her pillow made out of a billion dollars. Made out of fucking pandas. Yeah. Yeah. And her sheet's made of fucking tigers. Yeah. I want a tiger sheet. Somebody in the live chat, Womb Raider can probably find me somebody who can sell me a tiger sheet, like a tiger blanket. Ooh, or like a tiger onesie with the head still on it. Ooh. Or a lion just with a little mane. Oh, yeah. I guess Vern Troyer wasn't in Harry. Oh, wait. Yeah. It's on his IMDb. Vern Troyer, Harry Potter, Sorcerer's yeah. Stone. I don't know why Google doesn't have it. Because you'd think, like, that's a big one. You'd have that not buried. Unless the studio buried it so Bern Troyer gets credit for Grip Hook whenever you look up Grip No, I bet if you look up the last movie, it'll be Warwick Davis for Davis. Yeah, Warwick Davis. Did I say Bern Troyer gets credit? Yes. <laughs> Oops. Hmm. So... I- I don't know why Womb brought up Showgirls, but I have seen the TV edit 
from with the Microsoft Paint bras and that shit was so bad. Oh, I haven't seen that. I would mm-hmm. I would never subject like subject myself to watching Showgirls if it was edited. Yeah. Literally the that only good the nothing. only good thing about that movie is the nudity. Kind of like burlesque. Was there nudity in that? No. So. The one with Christina Aguilera and Cher? I thought there was nudity in it. I mean, if Cher's naked in it, I'm in. Nope. <laughs> it's rated R, right? Cher's like 90 years old and still hot. She drinks baby blood for sure. I thought she was she like... The right plastic surgeon. I mean, she was like... How Charlie, how old was she in the Turn Back Time video? You're like the share expert. She was like in her 40s or 50s. Still hot. Yeah, because she's like 82 now, right? I mean, she was probably in her 40s because even back in the 80s and like a woman, like anyone being in their 40s, but especially a woman being in their 40s, it's like, what? It's like, no, yeah, she looks great. long? Like, well, no, like women in entertainment would get booted at oh, 40. That's the joke. Like, oh, my God. Ruben, I couldn't watch Eyes Wide Shut if it was edited either. Like that. I, the movie is slow. Like, yeah. Like nothing to it. I, I appreciate like the odd, like the oddness of that movie. But overall, like, I don't know. I, I just you guys heard the theory weird. behind it? No. Well, maybe. That, so Stanley Kubrick died after it wrapped, but before it came out. So apparently there's two edits of Eyes Wide Shut. There's the Kubrick edit that's a completely different story hmm. than the one that's actually out. He never stopped editing The Shining either. He was still editing The Shining during the filming of Eyes Wide Shut. Like hmm. That dude never stopped fucking working on his shit. No, but like that's what I'm saying. Apparently there's two versions of Eyes Wide Shut. Apparently, there's multiple versions of every one of his movies. Eyes wide open, director's cut. He also would bring up shit between Cruz and Kidman. Yeah, to get him to fight. Personal marriage shit and would bring it up on set and then made them film like crazy long after they had first signed up for it. Well, that's just good directing. Fucking psychopath, probably. No, that's how Kubrick worked. He broke everyone he was filming with like that's why what's her name from the shining never worked again uh shirley shelly duvall shelly duvall that's fine i thought she was a like her in the shining i think it's just like the most obnoxious character ever well that's like real torment it's because she had to do the takes like 80 fucking times and he just, broke Scatman Crothers because of that shit. Too. Like when she's running around the halls with the knife. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. Something about it just annoys the ever-living shit out of me. I mean, just, I mean, to be fair, Bill, how the fuck do you think your wife would be if you were running after her <laughs> and one of your sons with a fucking axe? Well, she's Latina. You really think she's going to have it together? She's Latina. I don't, I'm not talking about, like, the fact that, like, she's scared. It's just... How she, like, her mannerisms and stuff, just, like, there's something about it that just, I'm like, oh, God, like, get it together. Like, plus, she would have to see, shoot the same scene for, like, eight hours a day. So. Yeah. I read the book. The book's way different. Is it really? I, I've never, like, actually sat down and read Stephen it. Stephen King didn't like Kubrick's version because he changed the book too much for his liking. Well, I mean, there's... I mean, I think maybe the new It movies might be maybe the only time there's been a Stephen King book adapted well to film. They typically suck. I don't think Christine was that bad, or like Pet Cemetery. Uh, Pet Cemetery is pretty good. Or yeah. even, well, Cujo, but the kid doesn't die at the end. Well, Cujo, my biggest gripe with Cujo is like, I don't know. I don't think it's scary. I've never read the book. I was like, there's got to be something in the book that makes it a little bit, like, more. Apparently, like, made my grandmother fucking hate St. Bernard's. Yeah, like, okay, it's a dog with rabies. Like, there's nothing supernatural about it. It's just a fucking dog with rabies. It's not like some indestructible demon dog. 
Wasn't that kind of like how it was, though? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, wasn't the whole premise that it's like an indestructible rabies demon dog? But why? It got bit by a bat. Like, it's what makes it indestructible. It's a St. Bernard. As a thick it, skull. Rabies makes dogs insane, and there's mm. no cure for it. And then back then, they might not have had the long ass shot they put into your fucking abdomen to when you get bit by something that has rabies, and then your fucking kid dies because mm. of dehydration. Yeah. So it's almost mm. like the dog wasn't the worst thing. Mm. It was time that was the worst. Well, thing. luckily the new rabies vaccine they don't have to put in your stomach. So. I bet you Ozzy Osbourne wishes they had that back then. I think he made it through eating that bat. No, he had to get eight backs. He had to get eight rabies shots. Yeah, yeah. I know somebody. I have a family member that, uh, while they were in college, they uh, went to open up the lid of their trash can outside, and a raccoon came out and bit him and ran off. Ooh. So the doctor's like, "Yeah, um, we're gonna have to give you." And this was, this would have been like maybe late nineties, and yeah, it's like eight shots like into your belly button. Yep. Like into your stomach, I think they have to get into or something. Our resident medical expert would know more about that, but she's nodding in agreement. Mm-hmm. Right in the belly. I mean, thankfully, I've never had to witness it or get it, but yeah, big old long ass shot into the abdomen, and to penetrate deep enough, it has to be a big long ass fucking shot. No, thank you. But oh, it's better than the alternative of getting rabies, hydrophobia, and lockjaw. Yeah, I mean, rabies, the symptoms of rabies are really similar to, like, becoming a vampire. Except yeah, no, the like blood drinking part. And you're so. getting lockjaw, you want it to come from meth. Yeah. That is from tinnitus, so that, oh, not tinnitus, fucking tetanus, that's my bad. Tetanus causes lockjaw. Oh, okay, never mm. But rabies does cause hydrophobia. Yeah. Hydrophobia. And, like, Doesn't sun- it cause, like, an allergy? Like, an actual reaction to? Uh, your, like, your, your throat will swell up. Like, your body will make your throat swell up so you, like, choke if you try to drink water. And also, like, you have light sensitivity. You get super aggressive. I also, speaking of that, I was on a golf course one time, and uh, this dude got, like, scratched by a squirrel on the golf course. And, of course, being on a golf course in the south, everybody's drunk. So like his buddies are like, it might have rabies. We need to get to, we need to get it and see if it has rabies. So they're chasing this fucking squirrel around on this green, like trying to hit it with golf clubs. So they can go get it checked for rabies. <laughs> they just wanted an excuse to beat the fuck out of a squirrel with a golf Probably. club. Probably. I mean, who doesn't want to beat the shit out of a squirrel with a golf club? Just tee it up. Wow. See here. Yeah, no, there's, there's groups of coyotes that frequent the driving ranges here. Yeah. What happens, happens. I, for, I don't know, like, if where I'm at, if squirrels, like, don't have a lot of natural predators, but the squirrels here are fat as shit and arrogant. Like, back when I, back when I had my dog, like, they would sit on top of the fence, and they'd be fucking huge. I mean, it'd be like a squirrel, like, this goddamn big, like the size of a New York City rat, you know? <laughs> And it would just, like, sit there, like, teasing my dog on top of this fence. <laughs> Scratching its ass. Just looking at your dog. No, just, like, sit there staring at it, I eating while my dog's right. barking at it. Like, I recently went down a rabbit hole because one of my old coworkers. A squirrel a YouTuber, hole? Well, a squirrel hole, pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Squirrel and chipmunk. But it's a, a dude who lives in an area of the country similar to yours with squirrels like that who has a very powerful air rifle. Oh, he's just murking squirrels? Yeah, and he sets up, like, a little trap for them. Yeah, it's, it's kind of dark, but at the same time, it's like... Yeah. Again, being from the South, I've also eaten squirrel nuggets, so... Where's the nugget on squirrel, Bill? I don't know. The hindquarters, I guess. I don't know. It's balls. I don't ask. <laughs> when it comes to that shit, I just don't ask. <laughs> you know... Same place you get nuggets off a chicken, I guess. Same energy of, could you milk a cat? Yeah, could you milk a cat? I have yeah. nipples, Craig. Can you milk me? Uh, I've also, yeah, squirrel. I'm trying to think whatever weird shit I ate back then. Uh, I mean, prairie dog. 
Prairie dog. Yeah. You can see that. Uh, mountain oysters. Surprisingly not bad. These ones, so I've had them twice in my life. The first time I had them, they were like ringed and fried. So it was almost like an onion ring. So I was like, like okay. calamari pretty much? Kind of. Like all you could taste was like the breading <laughs> and like the seasoning. And then like my first year in Iowa, I went to the Iowa State Fair with some people I worked with. And they're like, why don't you try some uh, mountain oysters? And I was like, I've had them before, man. Like it's no big deal. Fine. Like order them all. You know, I don't give a shit. But then they came out, but they were like scalloped and grilled. I've and those weren't like those weren't good. They're were like really chewy. They were how were like if they're seasoned right, they're pretty decent. They're like seasoned okay, but they were just like really chewy. Like I could like hardly like it was like chewing on a piece of rubber. Like kind of like the same good. texture as frog legs. Uh, mm, probably a little chewier than that. I think maybe they're overdone or something. I don't know. I don't know okay. exactly how you cook cow balls. Smoking. Smoking. That's what I, the fried ones were fine. I'm like, okay, I'll eat those again. I don't give a shit. I like, just like I like, uh, there's a taco place near my work that has really good taco lingua. Ooh, this shit melts in your mouth if it's made right. Yeah, it's good. But the only difference is I've been to a place before and some uh, buddy of mine ordered it and it was actually like the whole tongue. Okay, that's too far. And I was like, fuck no. And then I went to this one place. He had, he ordered them there, and it was like it was like pulled, like almost like pulled beef. Ooh. And it tastes like pot roast. So I was like, this is fucking awesome. The way I preferred is the uh, cubed. Mm. Kind of like carne asada. But whenever I order them, I gross my wife out by because she thinks it's disgusting. Food that tastes you back. Yep, it's the food that tastes you back. But I've also never, like I said, I've never got one that had like, like it just, it literally just looks almost like pulled pot roast. But, you know, I've seen other places that serve it and you can like see the taste buds on it. I'm like, oh, no, no, not doing that. Uh, liver and onions I've had several times. You ever had beef cheek? Um, I don't think so. I had oxtail soup one time. That's pretty good. That's fine. Backbone? Yeah, that's fine. Backbone soup's pretty good. Like the... Isn't that just pho? <laughs> pho. It's made with oxtail. There's a, there's a pho place, like, right in front of my house, and I sent them mock-ups to try to get them to order some shirts that said, let's pho on the first date. <laughs> they never emailed me back. I don't think that... <laughs> maybe they didn't get it. I thought it was hilarious. You know, those local fall places are always super good because, like, they always serve alcohol. Mm-hmm. But like, is good, but they have a, a kimchi. My wife turned me on to the kimchi there. That's way better. It's spicy, you know? Got a little bit more flavor than the pho. Is it like a soup? Yeah. It's almost like, it's like pho, but a little spicier, a little more seasoned. Kimchi is just... I know kim, kimchi is like a, was it, it's like a... Uh, fermented cabbage yeah but the the pot like the not pasta the noodles they call it like kimchi like so it's like I guess, i'm assuming it's probably like kimchi and spicy ramen or something but they just call it kimchi a fermented broth probably yeah with actual kimchi in it it's pretty good that does sound fucking dang and then tomorrow night i'm going to the place next door which i have made shirts for it's like a taco tequila place because they have El Pastor Fridays. Ooh. And if you order it, like, they bring the whole, like, they have, like, the El Pastor on the spit. And they bring it out to your table and just, like, carve it right into your tortilla for you. And they also do, like, a really like, good, they do a really good mezcal old-fashioned. So, I'm hitting that that's up. That's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't even like tequila, but I like that. <laughs> I can do mezcal if I'm doing tequila. Yeah, no, mezcal's not bad. I think my favorite's probably Illegal Mezcal. Yeah, I don't know. I just, mezcal, whatever. I wanted to try. I've never tried it. I've only had tequila, but I want to try mezcal. Broaden your horizons. I also like mezcal. Like when we were in Mexico, I think I've said it a million times, but they would like put to, like a rim the the glass with uh, tahini seasoning and then do mezcal. That was good. 
Tahini's good on almost anything. Tahini's good. My kids have now gotten into tahini, and they want to, like, they want to, like, cut up apples and put tahini on it and all sorts of shit. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, just wait till they learn about chamoy. Uh, I don't know. What, uh, wait till I learn about chamoy. What's chamoy? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. You're going to have to, you're gonna have to go buy some. Chamoy? Like sour red liquid that pairs well Those... with anything that goes with tahini. Yeah. You rim a glass with that and then tahini on top of that. Ooh. How do you spell that? C H A M O Y. Well, that's some sort of like weird date thing. There's a candy company in uh, San Antonio called like Alamo Candy Company, and they do chamoy. Um, like gummy bears and gummy worms. Ah, I have had this, but it wasn't called chamoy. Uh, I've had the the tahine brand of it though. Yeah, like I bought a thing. It was like the tahine. It was like the tahine. But yeah, it was like I got like this double pack. The word is on on that bottle somewhere. Probably, but that stuff's good. Yeah, I put that stuff like all over my tacos and shit. I'm sorry, on your That's tacos? pretty sure, yeah. You're talking about this um, red stuff? No. Oh, no. No. Huh? No. I mean, that just looks like regular tahini. Chimoy but there's a like liquid a one. Liquid gel. It, oh, maybe it's that not, not what I'm thinking of. I got this tahini like stuff. Like a soury, sweet. When I go, when yeah, I go, no. Oh, I would when, not put chimoy oh. on a taco. <laughs> chimoy on a taco? I'm like, no. I don't know. No. I'm a white, like, I'm, Bill, I know you're white, but I'm a white guy. Sin. White guy. You talking about this? <laughs> Yeah, that. Yeah. Hmm. You have to order you some. I can get it here overnighted. Be here by 7 a.m. tomorrow. So what do you put it on? Like, what do you do with it? Fruit or candy. Well, I don't, yeah. eat, I don't eat fruit or candy. Like, for your kids, like, put chamoy and then tahini. The only kind of candy I eat are, like, Twizzlers and Sour Straws, so I don't know if it's going to taste okay. good on this. It's great on either one of the yeah. um, not Twizzlers, but... It would be no. fucking wonderful on Sour Punch Draws. Twizzlers would fuck. I wonder. You definitely want to like, cut them into bite-sized pieces for it. Okay, so I typically do the pull and peel. So what if I like pulled one string off and then dipped it down in there? So this is what you got to do, Bill. Get a Ziploc bag. Peel yourself a Twizzler or a few, however many you want. Put chamoy and tahini in the bag and shake it. And then, like, massage it up and everything, and then just get, like, a fork or a spoon and then mm. just eat it. Hmm. Dude, I've had that. Uh, a lady in San Antonio did that, and uh, she did peach rings and gummy oh. bears. Dude, the peach rings. Holy fucking shit. Huh. Really fucking good. I'll have to hit that up, put that on my shopping cart. <laughs> Even though I don't like peach rings, but I love gummy bears. I don't like pinkish rings either, but in the chamoy with the tahini, fuck. It's good. Yeah, no, it goes hard. I bet my mother-in-law it has really some does. of this somewhere. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll have to hit that up for sure. And then keep it away from my kids. <laughs> the, Get the, the sugar-free one. Dude, all they do, all they do is eat fucking apples. <laughs> Which is like kind of hard to complain about that, but like they like the really expensive apples, like the Honeycrisp. <laughs> like, they're like four dollars a pound. Yeah, like oh, they like the big ass like Fiji Honeycrisp things. They're like four dollars a pound, and each one of them weighs like a pound and a half. They're so good though. But they're like small, so they probably don't even need a whole one. Huh? Oh no, they'll sit there and eat. They'll eat. If given their druthers, they would probably eat like eight of them a day. That's all the they fuck? want. They want apple slices, with tahini, apple slices with tahini on them. All right. You're fucking good, man. And LaCroix. And class and taste. You say and LaCroix? And LaCroix. God damn, Bill. What the fuck? <laughs> I got I to hide the Perrier from him, you know? <laughs> the Perrier. Right. Well, I had some notes, but we did a pretty good job of uh, just rambling about airport stuff and uh, John Voight movies. I mean, there's one thing that, like. What? Do we say it? 
What? Alex Jones is right. Oh, I saw something about that, but I saw people complaining. There's like, there's like no real big surprises on the list. Yeah, no, it's all everyone you knew. Huh. Yeah. They're not going to release like actual damning stuff. Come on now. Oh, I didn't know this, but our favorite, one of our favorite crazy ladies, Amber Heard, apparently has a daughter. Did you know this? What? Yes. Do, what? <laughs> Neither one of y'all knew this? No. With who? Or it's like a surrogate Elon thing. Musk. Oh. Oh, yeah. I forget he Did has, I like, a fucking grip of kids. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's just trying to, like, create his own colony of children. He's repopulating the earth. He's he's making up for the birth rates being in decline. Yeah, but you can't so, repopulate. Like, a lot of people started wondering if she was actually lying about that and had a fake baby. So there's that. But... No, yeah, it came out before the whole Johnny Depp and Amber Heard court trial that she had a baby, and it was rumored that the father was Elon Musk from a surrogate because she was never pregnant herself, and people are mm. like, does she actually have a kid, or is she making this shit up too? Yeah, I can see that. Surrogacy seems to be coming back into style. Especially for actors. Well, I mean, I don't recall hearing a lot about it for a while, but Paris Hilton, I guess, just had like her second one through surrogacy. Yeah, so many celebrity women have had. I think Kim, some of Kim Kardashian's ones are. I was going to say, didn't Courtney just have like two kids at the same time because she had a surrogate kid and then her own kid? I never, I haven't heard anything about that. No, I just knew about the one with I Travis that Barker. Her and Travis Bar- yeah, that's what I was. I didn't know, these, I didn't hear anything about a surrogate one, but. Mm. Yeah, Courtney likes to have her own kids. Um, like Nicole Kidman, that's how she had kids with Keith Urban, was multiple surrogates. A lot of those, bit, the, the people that can fucking afford it are the ones. I was about to say, I mean, if you could afford it, like, you know, go for it. Sounds like yeah, a dream. So it's, it's all celebrities and people like that who have to work or keep their bodies and can't can't dedicate that to it. But then, like, in Kim Kardashian's point, like, she she had bad pregnancies. And, like, she had eclampsia and all this shit. Like, she had complications. I was going to so. say, wasn't Saint, like, a really, really tough one for her? Yeah. She, like, yeah. I remember she was hospitalized when she was pregnant with Saint. Yeah. That, uh, I don't, I think she... I don't know if she had preeclampsia or eclampsia. I can't remember. It could have just been preeclampsia the whole time. That shit's rough. Yeah, no, I remember my ex was obsessed with the show. And she was, like, watching it. I was like, whoa. Well, you could just see how fucking swollen she got. Like, oh, God. She's, that's, that is, that is rough. That's rough. So. Yeah, and then you also have, you know, like, to make to close it out, going back to Angelina Jolie, where she just like adopts half a country. Hmm. <laughs> well, she didn't have, but didn't she had what three kids? I think she had like two. Of her own two though. Well, she was pregnant twice, but one of them was twins. Oh, hmm. So she has three kids. Biological, I believe. Yeah. I haven't heard much out of her lately. Are her and Brad Pitt even like officially divorced yet? I think they, they, I think they finally it? finished that up or are close to it. They've been fighting over later. some like wine vineyard for fucking years. Yeah, I'm, I honestly don't even know if that shit's done yet. Is it even real? Who fucking knows? I'm sure the checks the lawyers are cashing is real. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Like. You think they are really They're probably just dragging it out. They probably, like, neither one of them probably even give a shit anymore, you know? And they're just, like, their money manager is just, like, all right, here's the monthly check for this divorce. And they're both probably, like, we're still married? Like, oh, whatever. <laughs> what? Huh? How much what do I pay know? her if well, there's that I shit divorce coming her? Out he fought with the first adopted son that she had, Maddox and all this shit. That he was, like, abusive and an alcoholic. Big surprise, Brad Pitt's an abusive alcoholic? Man, I don't know. Being married to her sounds like it'd probably drive you to go to some pretty dark places. But then again, it's like, yeah, right. Think about, you know, like, the oldest child she ever adopted. 
would probably be a fucking asshole. I was gonna say like. Yeah, I heard about. It. Did he like? Did he like choke? Like, didn't Brad Pitt like try to choke him out on an airplane or something? I think he was choking her. I think that was what. Well, maybe she wanted it. I can't remember. Drunken celebrity fights on planes are always fun. I've never been involved with one, so I don't know. Like, I love seeing them on like TMZ or something, like the day after. I just wish everyone wouldn't forget the fucking past that is Angelina Jolie's and be like, this bitch wore Billy Bob Thornton's blood around her neck. She made out with her brother on multiple different occasions in the fucking limelight on purpose. Yeah, on red carpet, right? Yes. Well, then she called him back up when she won the Oscar. Like, she won the Oscar and was like, I want to thank my brother. I'm just so in love with him. And, like, kissed him multiple more times. It's just like, can we not forget how fucking weird she was and be like, maybe we need to take everything she says with a grain of salt because she's fucking insane. Well, you like, forgot. back then, Especially back her, then, she, she was hot. That much. Yeah. She didn't. Let's eh. just ask that question. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Gone in 60 seconds. She should have got an Oscar for that. I mean, I love that movie, but that doesn't mean she's not fucking crazy. I'm sure she is. You don't just make out with your brother like that, who looks exactly fucking like you, by the way. God damn it. Woman. Well, God damn and it. And you're basically tongue kissing each other. <laughs> of course. So before we get off here, Womb, of course, talking about incestual relationships has a, a subreddit for that. So if you're interested, go back and watch the live chat on this on YouTube. So, but anyways, you already know what to do. Like, subscribe on YouTube, rate and review on iTunes, go to Spotify, leave us a five star. I hope everybody had a good new year's Eve, good holidays. And 2024 is not a shit show, even though it's an election year. So it's going to fucking blow. <laughs> so, Hey, Election years are good for podcasts, so. Just remember, they're not crooks. Anyways, love you guys. Good night.